Welcome to Public Safety Talk Radio, the podcast for all of our heroes in public safety, including law enforcement professionals, firefighters, EMTs, corrections officers, healthcare workers, and more. The show is produced by the POCUA and is founded upon its soundness initiative. This episode is sponsored by the Finest Service Organization, a provider of line of duty death loan protection through many of our POCUA institutions. I am Ken Bader, your host for Public Safety Talk Radio, and I got a really fun guest. At least we were having fun for like the first 15 minutes before I pressed the record button. So we're going to try to have some fun with all of you out there listening, watching Public Safety Talk Radio. Who I have today is Dr. Donnie Hutchinson, and he's an expert on work-life balance for first responders. Uh, He's recognized as a top first responder work-life balance and self-care instructor, speaker, author, and coach who works with firefighters, law enforcement, and EMS. Dr. Donnie works with individuals and departments on self-care and work-life balance strategies to help them be effective at work and at home. And don't we all need that? Dr. Donnie, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Ken. Glad to be here. (laughs) Glad to have you. We're going to have some fun today. And I want to know too, you know, that's my first obvious question is, you know, what does work-life balance look like for a first responder? We've talked about this subject for decades in a very general way, but what does it look like specifically for a first responder? Great question. And you know what? It the best way that I define work-life balance, and this is what I did in my research uh, in my my doctorate work, which is just a few years old, actually, because I got that a little later in life. It's fresh. It's fresh. So that's good. You know, my, my MBA is a little on the old side. It's in the <laughs> 90s, but I still try to pull from it. So let's hear about your PhD. <laughs> you know what? Here, here's what I ask people. I, simp- it's, I define work-life balance in a question. The question is, are your daily behaviors in alignment with your priorities in life? Hmm. Think about that for a second, though, right? Are your daily behaviors in alignment with our priorities in life? Because a lot of times, you know, we'll say, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I want to be healthy. That's a priority in life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if you're not living healthy, if you're not exercising, especially, you know, as, as first responders, the stress out there, right? It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh, the amount of stress and the physical stress, mental stress and all that stuff. But we know so well about, uh, you know, health and wellness so what the research and where I, I'm a, bit, a big believer and I push this and my research showed it is that the greater we can care for ourselves, the more effective we can be in our career and our family, yeah. you know, with that. So it, it truly is. It's, it's just about priorities in life. And, you know, balance is not like some straight line, like you're just humming along and everything's peaceful. No, I wish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it depends on, you know. It ebbs and flows, you know, where, where do I, where can I manage the stress? And the whole thing is just, if you were always focusing on our priorities, part of it is, is that, you know, sometimes we, we know we're going to go out of balance. I mean, shoot, I live a life like that sometimes of knowing that, okay, I'm, I'm not going to get much sleep this week. You know, I got to push for some deadlines or whatever it may be. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to go out of balance, but can, you know, it's the key to it is, is that we just keep our eyes on it. And start looking at, okay, I can push myself, but let's not push ourselves to where it gets destructive, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. A couple of discussions that I've had the privilege of having on Public Safety Talk Radio, um, and I'll paraphrase a little bit from a couple of experts, 
is in essence that, you know, it's your responsibility if you're a first responder and you're serious about your career as police officer, firefighter, EMS, whatever it is in public safety, that you know, part of being this great professional is understanding what you need personally. Um, for instance, you know, I heard a, um, uh, a fitness expert talk about the responsibility of a firefighter to my words, to not be a fat bastard. <laughs> he, he actually, he actually gave a story about, you know, how a firefighter who was severely overweight uh, ended up dying and putting his crew in, you know, some, in a very bad situation. Yeah, and also, for instance, we've had Sean Wyman on the show who does going beyond the call. He talks about the need for you mentally as a police officer to be in the proper state of mind, to be at 100% when you go on the job. Because if you're dealing with the domestic violence situations, for instance, and you're only at 80%, that's a real dangerous situation, both for you and you know the people that you're actually trying to help. Yeah, so this work-life balance concept, as you kind of explained it to me, it ties into that, at least the way that I see it, that it, it's, it's, it is about the job, but it's more than about the job. You know, yeah, you know, you, wanna, you want a good home life, wouldn't want anybody, but it's also about you know, having a good home life so that when you get in the patrol car, when you get to the fire station, you're at 100%. Am I on point there or am I you're, crazy or both? You're absolutely, you're absolutely on point. And you and and hearing some of your word choice now, I know where I can go in this uh, podcast. <laughs> there you it's go. not rated like my podcast. Wow. It's, it's PG thirteen, so I, I cut out some there. stuff, but not everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you are completely right on track. There is that. You know, when we, we just look at statistics, right? Uh, um, our general population in the United States, we have seventy eight percent of people are overweight slash obese of the population the firefighters uh the latest statistic and some of the from the best researchers they're saying it's 80 percent of firefighters are overweight slash obese and you're absolutely right you know it, it's tough going into that fire i mean it, it, mm -hmm. it's exhausting and you know they're wearing their 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 air and then you know if, if the more out of shape you are the more you're sucking the air and everything mm -hmm. like that and you do create a risk, not only for yourself, but for others, ones you're trying to save in the home, uh, your brothers and sisters that are fighting that fire with you. And it's, it's very well known. And the fire service, though, they're taking it very serious, this health and wellness. And there are a lot of great people out there, um, you know, making great strides in this health and wellness uh, from the physical perspective, even to the mental health piece. And, um, but that is exactly what I'm talking about. And, and I forget who in there, there's someone that does some podcast, but I love this quote. Um, and if, I, I want to give them credit, but I can't remember their name. Right if now. it was, so if it was poignant, it was probably on public safety talk yeah. radio from the host, it, it, but go ahead. Probably was. You know, <laughs> it, it, the quote was, would you want you saving you? I was like, man, that sums it up right there. Yeah, that sums it up. And, and you're right with law enforcement, you know, you, you, you mentally, you know, physically too, you never know when you're going to be in the fight of your life um, mm -hmm. that you definitely, that can happen. And, uh, but the, the mental piece and, and for your partner, right. I mean, for yourself, your partner, for the people you're serving. And that's what I try to remind all first responders is that, you know, they've taken an oath to serve and protect their communities. 
But oftentimes they, for, they forget that they and their families are a part of that community. You mm -hmm. know, we got to bring it back to some of the basics. And when we learn, that's why I talk about self-care. And when I talk about self-care, it's like four big buckets, if you will, four pillars. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's your physical care, you know, your diet, your exercise, your sleep, preventive care. It's your psychological slash emotional care, you know, the mental health piece, and then social and then spiritual wellness. Mm -hmm. You know, it sounds like, like a guy named Steve, Stephen <laughs> Covey. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. You know, I read that when I first went to college or probably right after college and uh, Seven Habits. And mm -hmm. you could read it today. And it still applies. I mean, it just just goes, just continues. And uh, so it, it is. It's truly we. But, you know, we have a culture in the United States of. I call it the Wall Street definition of success. You know, it's just, man, you got to go after the money. It's all about money, power, and all that stuff. But, you know, when we get to the end of stage, end of life, you know, you're not looking back at those things. You're looking back, well, I wish I would have taken better care of myself. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have uh, invested more in my family relationships or, you know, and all those kind of things. Because, and that's where I really drive in my workshops, the focus that I do is is i get folks to really reflect and identify where are they at in a current reality with their relationships and all their health and wellness and how they're doing at work mm -hmm. then i take them over ken to what i call the desired future how would they like for things to be and then i do this crazy thing to where we actually not just talk about it but then we we build a little project plan right how to get from point a to point b mm -hmm. and because I, I believe everything needs to be practical. You know, we, we got to have practicality, practical knowledge. Let's take some steps. You know, how mm -hmm. do we get better on our health and wellness or mental health? And one of the th areas that I love where I fit, and I call it my swim lane in this work-life balance through self-care that I do, is that I try to get things shored up for people, all the men and women that serve, so that they don't have that catastrophic event or they mm -hmm. don't have that failed marriage or they don't have you know they haven't talked to their kids or whatever it might you know those strained relationships and try to get them to shore up that health and wellness plus those family relationships and we both know and i think people the listeners out there they you, we we just inherently we know it that man if things are going great with our health and wellness and our family's just rocking the way it mm -hmm. should man, we're going to do our career. You know, we're going to go out there and get the job done in yeah. a healthier manner. And then it's like it, everyone wins. But for some reason, we get off track. And we just have lost focus of some of those priorities in life that I call them. Now a word from one of the POCUA's proud business partners, OfficerPrivacy.com. OfficerPrivacy.com was founded by Pete James, a law enforcement professional with over 25 years of experience. Pete wanted to find a way to help law enforcement officers protect themselves and their families. So he formed a team to create a way to quickly identify and remove their information from certain sites. OfficerPrivacy.com is the result. This service is already offered through a select few of our POCUA organizations. As a listener of Public Safety Talk Radio, you can take advantage of a special offer from OfficerPrivacy.com. 
go to officerprivacy.com slash P-O-C-U-A, and when you sign up, you'll get two additional bonuses. In addition to removing your personal information from the top 30 people search sites, they will give you your first two months of monitoring free. This is a value of $39.98. In addition to that, you'll receive a cell phone privacy device, a $19.99 value. This prevents data from leaving your cell phone when you use public charging stations and is a must when traveling. So go to officerprivacy.com slash P-O-C-U-A today to take advantage of this offer and to protect your privacy. Organizations who are members of the POCUA and are interested in offering the service directly to their members, contact us at POCUA at btcinc.org. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, as you were speaking, um, you know, my my wife and I and uh, a firefighter colleague that I that I know, uh, we have this running joke that you know we watch nine one one or nine one one Lone Star, which is yeah. Aside from being, it is entertaining, but it's basically a stupid show. Uh, <laughs> both of them. I mean, it's especially the one based out here in Los Angeles. You know, apparently those guys you know cover like a one hundred and fifty mile radius, to, depending on where they're bound. <laughs> in this town but um you know what's interesting to me is on some of these shows they even reinforce an unfortunate stereotype you know at Lone Star you know the captain's divorced and has a problem with relationships you know yeah. the the other 911 you know the captain is an alcoholic and that's fine I'm an alcoholic I can understand that but they're they're reinforcing some of these <laughs> some yeah. of these stereotypes and I, I even think on a deeper level it's like do we really want to do this you know can't we just show you know a, a police officer that's doing a good job that has a wife and four kids that are actually happy you know i because i know that's out there <laughs> <laughs> absolutely it's out there i know it i know it, you're absolutely right it it gets back to i think it was the the pre-show we were talking about positive psychology mm -hmm. it's like hey let's focus on who's doing things well and imitate that mm-hmm you know. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get let's get into work life balance in the different professions because I've heard this from a, a physical nature as well as a nutrition nature that depending on the job, you know, it's it's a different plan as you might say. Um, if you're a firefighter, you probably need to eat a little bit different in nutrition than a police officer. If you're a police officer, you probably need to train physically differently than, say, a firefighter. And I would assume that it is the same thing when it comes to work-life balance, that somebody that's working uh, 24 on, 48 off, like a firefighter, needs a different work-life balance than, say, a police officer that's working, you know, five days a week, midnight to eight in the morning. So speak of that, the different, the different professions and the work-life balance for each. Yes. Well, if I go back to the definition, right, our daily behaviors in alignment with our priorities in life, um, as I share with people, it's like, I'm not here to tell you what your priorities ought to be, but I can tell you universally, health and wellness is always a top priority and family is a top priority mm -hmm. for everyone. I mean, it just, it, that's just way, you know, we realize that. So, but for firefighters, you know, the 24 on, you have some, some, it's the best thing in the world. 
you know, especially if they're not having uh, runs throughout the night and they actually can get some sleep. Mm -hmm. And my son's a firefighter just outside of Cincinnati. And he's also in paramedic school. So, and he's, he's in the class, he's either in the firehouse, he's in the classroom, or he's in an emergency room department doing his clinicals, you know? So um, I'm still getting on his butt because I haven't seen him in about 30 days. And I'm like, yeah. man, where's your work-life balance? <laughs> <laughs> they teach this for a living. You know, they should filter down some way. <laughs> no. no. So, but, you know, but the, for the ones that have, you know, they're up all night firefighters because they have a busy run schedule. I mean, they truly are going home exhausted, mm -hmm. you know, physically and mental exhaustion. And when they arrive at their house, uh, there are people there that want them, you know, the, their best energy, but they didn't sleep. And we know, you know, they're human, right? We're irritable. We're edgy when we don't get sleep. That's just mm -hmm. human nature. So there are some real challenges with that. And, and some also some challenges that because they don't sleep during shifts, it, it really can affect their sleeping patterns all throughout the week. So true challenges, something that's very, very top of mind on trying to get some more research on, you know, how do we get these men and women some sleep? Uh, police officers, though, you're absolutely right. I mean, they're, now their, their exhaustion energy, it can be as well, but the mental exhaustion, their situational awareness, I mean, they are always high keyed. I mean, always on the lookout. And that doesn't usually stop when they go off shift right so it it's just that high keyed up nature that they they are having i mean it's a it's a protective you know mechanism and and that that is very exhausting so there there are differences different struggles in the two different professions yet very similar when it comes to they are both driven to serve mm -hmm. and they oftentimes fail to recognize they're not they they're not serving themselves nor their families sometimes not that well to where, and that's where we we're trying to educate to say, Hey, the greater you take care of yourselves, the more effective you're going to be in all these other roles in your life. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, it's uh and it's working. I mean, the, the, you know, there get a lot of success stories, a lot of thank you emails and, you know, life's changed, you know, people, you know, it truly can change the way they look at how they go about their next phase of life by just simply thinking about, man, what are my priorities? And yeah, I need to make some changes. Now, all this stuff's not that easy, right? I mean, sounds it, easy. It, it sounds, <laughs> I know, but it, it, it's challenging, you know, and, and I mean, it's, it's just like, you know, you talked about, you know, alcoholism a little bit, you know, is, is, is over drinking, um, greater with first responders than the general population yes you know and today's word of course is alcohol use disorder you know oh. is the term but now i could go on another tangent about the word disorder i'm not a believer in uh putting a d behind things because mm -hmm. i i like more of uh it, it it can be an injury right right we injure ourselves we don't think twice we'll heal mm -hmm we can heal. We have a disorder. Eh. Now you're yeah, stuck with it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, look, you've been labeled. So I don't believe in labeling like that. 
and I think it's personally, I think it's harmful. And I think there's research out there showing that it's harmful too, is that I think it's going after, Hey, these things are injuries. And these are things that if we start becoming mindful about it and truly try to get some assistance and, 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 and change some of our daily behaviors mm -hmm. before we know it, we can get back on track in a much better picture. So I think there's, there's a lot of good stuff out there um, for help you know, and assistance and all of that. But I think part of it is, is just getting people to really step back and think constantly being mindful of, Hey, what are my priorities in life? You know, how mm -hmm. am I doing in these, all these different roles that we all have, right? How have I been with my spouse You know, mm -hmm. and, and say, Oh, maybe I need to focus on her a little bit or him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, things like that, right. To where, Hey, let's focus it a little bit. And to get it back, you know, running well, running yeah. smooth. So those are my thoughts on that pretty much, Ken. Yeah. Yeah. And they're good thoughts. You know, it's, it's interesting. I'm um, working with a, a small hospital right now and they gave me the privilege to work with them on conflict management. And one of the first things I talked about is conflict avoidance. Yeah, not every, you know, sometimes you do need conflict, you know, sometimes, okay, in this, in this scenario, if there's going to be a lesser or dangerous patient care, you know, and there are two differing opinions, then yeah, maybe you do need conflict there. But, you know, if somebody, you know, didn't say hello to you in the hallway, you know, and, and you go back to your office pissed off, um, yeah, do you really need to create a conflict for that? You know, is especially to use, you know, the Stephen Covey theory, the emotional bank account. You know, if you know this person, you know this person for years, your person's been fine. He's he or she's done things for you. You know, maybe he's having a bad morning. Maybe he got in a car accident or something. You know, you know, if it's if it's a small thing, is it really deserving of a conflict? And I think some of that too, and I try to explain this to, to some of my clients is is that you know even if you really are self-absorbed you know even if it is truly about you wouldn't you like to have less bullshit in your life yeah right. so th so think about it you know to use kind of your analogy you've you've had a rough 24-hour shift you haven't gotten any sleep you know at the firehouse you're coming home and you know the kids are getting ready for school and you know kid you know runs to you know see his dad or his mom coming off the shift and knocks over a whole bowl of cereal and cereal and milk goes all over the place you know your first instinct is probably you know for christ's sake you can't watch where you're going you know i just got home off a shift and now i got milk and cereal all over the place yeah to just say you know hey you know buddy i'm really glad to see you but you know come on man <laughs> yeah really you know make a joke of it and say Dude, just grab the paper towels and clean it up, man. You know, dad's going to get some sleep and then we'll have some cereal together. All right. Laugh at it and go away. Then it's a joke later on. You know, was it really, you know, is it really worth the BS, you know, to yell and have kids that are unhappy, have, you know, a spouse that's now upset at you to get, you know, all in, a, in an uproar over a, a bowl of cereal? You know, sometimes, you know, just for your own edification. 
you know, the conflict avoidance, just let it go and to make a joke about it, you know, it will, will help you in not having to deal with a domino effect of crap throughout the week because everybody's, you know, pissed off about so many different things, but are all stem from this one cereal bowl falling down off the table. <laughs> You're That's laughing because you know I got something there. That's right. <laughs> I think you got a whole whole series on bowl cereal. of cereal. Right. <laughs> Thank you for watching part one of work-life balance for first responders. Part two of work-life balance for first responders will air next Wednesday on Public Safety Talk Radio. Public Safety Talk Radio is produced by the POCUA. POCUA is a consortium of financial institutions serving law enforcement as well as other first responders and public safety professionals. To learn more about our association and to find one of our credit unions or service providers near you, go to www.policecreditunions.com. And always remember, if you aren't working with one of our POCUA credit unions, you're just banking with an institution that just so happens to serve first responders. As a public safety professional, you and your family deserve better. Find a POCUA credit union today.